From the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I gave it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here's your host, Rocky LaFleur. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Also starring Josh Webb, Jake LaTondras, Rob Kroon, David Ellis, and Ramsey Russell. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! All right, in three, two. Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Ducks House Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. Joining me on the other end of the line, Brother Wes. Wes, what is the deal with your neighbors, man? I see all these posts, these wild posts on your on social media. <laughs> well, um, they're What's not that all relationship. There. <laughs> it's it's uh it's pretty crazy. Um, they're the direct opposite of me. You know, uh, I grew up in the Delta. You know, like getting my hands dirty, and I walk outside and they're pushing a, a you know a, a mower that requires batteries. Uh, it's currently ninety something degrees outside, and he's burning stuff. My whole my whole house smells like pot. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he's burning, but it stinks. <laughs> it's a uh, it's an ongoing situation. But th- you know, it's a curse I have because it's everywhere I've ever lived. You know, the pa- the past place I lived, I, my neighbor decided that he was going to park his vehicles in my yard. So I can't tell you how many times I've had to have his vehicles towed. It's uh, insanity. I think I'm cursed. You ever lay there at night and wonder what your neighbors are thinking about you? Um, I Did actually you lay there hope... and think about your neighbors? I don't, I don't, I don't really think about them. Uh, I think about how I'm going to piss them off next. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll wait until a specific time. You know, like Mother's Day, right after lunch, I'll just start mowing the grass because they'll have to mow their grass too. And uh, it's it's a it's a passive aggressive psychological neighborhood war. And uh, right now, I'm winning. Um, I'm proud to say that I'm winning. Um, my grass looks really good, and his is dead. So, you know, it's 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 it's. it's it's crazy to even talk about this because it's a real thing. <laughs> I, Man. I've lived, had neighbors that close when I lived in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I used to have a restaurant there and had a little, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be at home much. So just got married and we bought a little garden home. So the houses were stacked on top of one another. And. Oh man, it was it was wild. It's it, it was just like the movie The Burbs, without the weird people. 
Oh wow! Greatest movie ever. You remember? You you remember the Burbs? I'm trying to think back. But if you if, if, if uh, let, let's let's talk about this for a second. You were stacked on top of each other. Were they, so these were like starter homes. They were yeah, yeah. like half, half acre, half an acre. So yeah. what what is Muscle Shoals, Alabama? Give me a reference. What what kind of town is that like? Uh, it's super nice. That is uh, it's right on the northwest corner of Alabama. I got you. I got you. But no, I've never seen the Burbs. I probably have. And you got to get you listen. One, I'm sure you're you're a part of all these streaming networks. You've you've got to go find it and watch it. I will. One of the greatest '80s movies ever. I'll make a point to watch it tonight. Actually, when we're done with this podcast, you know, um, I'm, I'm curious. I want to see. I want to see what Muscle Shoals, Alabama, where Rocky Lafleur lived. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I mean, that's that's what it was like. But the, the right, Burbs, a representation. Uh, I, I, right, I can remember Tom Hanks being in the Burbs and Corey, one of the Corys, Corey Feldman, was in it. Yeah, that that's right. Because there was two Corys back in those days. They, they both played on the Goonies, correct? They were both. That's true. right. They were both in the Goonies. Mm-hmm. Oh, he! Oh, he's cutting the grass with his electric mower right now as we're on the podcast. Oh man, he says he says, "Oh, it's it's good for the it's good for the environment." Well, don't you have to to mine coal to make these batteries? You know. <laughs> anyway, that's oh, don't get me started there. Uh, Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern. I'm looking it up right now as we're talking. Bruce Dern. You know, he was he was a Awesome actor back in the 80s, though. Bruce Dern. I, you probably don't even remember him, but he, he was in... Uh, let me give you a a list of movies that, that he was in. Like, mm-hmm. he was in The Burbs. Uh, uh-huh. Come on. Let's see. Burbs. Now, why are you giving me an actor that nobody knows who it is and telling me what movies they're in? What about Tom Hanks? Well, we know what all movies Tom Hanks is in. Uh, I see. Anyway, I was just trying to get you to picture who he was. Ah, I got you. I got you. But anyway, I'm, I'm telling you, do a search for the verbs. I am. You, you got to totally. see it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Dude, I mean, uh, well, we didn't record last week. Who would have ever thought that the last time that we spoke to each other and recorded that the world would be what it is, the United States would be what it is now? Do you want an honest answer, or do you want me? Do you want me to bullshit this or be real? Oh no! I, I Go thought, ahead. I I thought. That we honestly, at the end of COVID-19, I thought there was going to be a mass shooting. Uh, this superseded what I was thinking. And people are like, what, what, why would you think there's that? Because if you notice, every time something fails, something else comes up. And so I was like, hey, we're, you know, they're, 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 they're going to stage another mass shooting. This didn't work, but now we have this, you know. 
and I, it's awful what ha- what happened you know to floyd um uh, it's 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 awful you know they arrested the police officer uh he is in jail quite frankly everybody that was involved that was standing around should go to jail too um i don't know why they're not and then it turned into um no 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 no, 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 no. Don't, don't don't leave that point yet don't leave it let's let's hang around there for just a minute okay i would if love you to. were there at that moment when that's going on dude I'll, I'll just be honest man the first time that i saw that i cringed it takes a lot to get that knot in your stomach you're like whoa and and that was bad it was real bad i mean if the guy's trying to get away you know hands in the back knee in the back but in the neck well first of all let's break this down when you i had an officer tell me that when you are on your stomach and you're handcuffed like that it's hard as hell to breathe to begin with Oh yeah, and then you're going. Then you're. I mean, let, let's just go ahead and and clarify that it's it's very hard to breathe to begin with. And why is it necessary to put a knee in the in his, his neck? Why is it necessary to put a knee on him anyway? He ain't getting up. What what's what's going on here? What's the deal? And then and then all the officers standing around watching him. You know, I, I the if you listen the. Public is like get off of it, you know. Everybody is is begging. They're begging for his mercy, and and nobody's doing anything. I don't know how long he was on his. I couldn't watch but a little bit of it because it made me sick. What was it? Eight minutes? Eight minutes he was on him, I think. I, I from what I read, um, I couldn't force myself to watch more than a little bit of it because it just pissed me off. You know that, that that this that this even happened. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what it was over. What was it? There's no excuse, you know, for for that. There's oh, it was a twenty dollar counterfeit bill. So you're gonna kill the man. You're just gonna kill him over over that. You know, I I don't give a shit if there is pre if the if the two have beef because apparently they work together from what I was reading. You know, there's this whole other thing going around right now, and uh, I don't have any facts on any of it. The only facts I know is is the the police officer is in jail, and he is dead. Those are the two facts that we know, and half of damn America was burned down. What Not would you half. have done? If I was a bystander or a police officer? Bystander. No, standing there. While that was yeah, going on, mm-hmm. I'd have been in jail because I'd have kicked him off of the damn dude. I would, I literally would have been, I'd be in jail right now. I'd have kicked him off. Like it's not necessary, but that, that or I probably would have been shot, to be honest with you, because anybody that's going to kill somebody like that and, and do that and, and not care, they don't care about anybody else. I, I certainly wouldn't have sat around and watched it. You know, I mean, what would you have done? 
I don't, you know, I've, I've been trying to put myself in that position for a week now, and yeah, I'm I, same conclusions as you. I would hope that I would convince him to get up, take right. his knee out of his neck, because um, it's just like you said, if you physically try to do it, you're going to be shot. Right. Um, Maybe you call the police on the police. I've done that before. I was in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, it was snowing, and I couldn't see, and I had an officer. I hate to be tailgated. I hate it. It's one of it's one of the biggest things I hate. And he was tailgating me forever. And 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 it was so bad that I, I knew it was an officer. I had to call nine one and say, "Look, there's an officer on my ass, and it's snowing. He's going to cause a wreck." And they said, "Where are you at? What location?" And about two minutes later, he pulled off. So maybe that's a scenario. I I, I don't know. I really don't know. I've I've tried wrapping my head around it because you know. You're you're gonna go the, to jail or you're gonna get shot. The second thing that I noticed about that video is all right. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's do it. The second thing that I noticed about this video, outside of the knee of the neck, is this guy is looking into the camera, never says a word, and well, I, I guess he, you know, he lightly says some things, but he has the coldest eyes looking into that camera. Looking directly into the camera. Yes. You know, most of the time like, they're like, please move like on. A photo, or like, the, the other three cops would have been like, yeah, you know, you need to move along. Official police business, blah, blah, blah. But none of that is really going on. No, it was like a photo op, like he was posing almost, looking directly into – it was wild. It was wild. It, you know, it was the, the strangest thing. You know, and, and, and guys like him give, you know, our, 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 our officers, you know, a bad name. A bad, it's, just, it's just awful. Really bad. I really think uh, that, since we're in the rabbit hole, I really think that uh, immediately, I mean, look, you you got to call out the feds immediately if you're the president for political purposes, but I really believe that some people in Washington thought the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a civil right. Don't get me wrong. This is a... Uh, it's a civil rights case. Uh, you, you've got to get the feds in there, but you know, in the back of their mind, they're. I mean, it's, it's just almost too weird the way the way it all happened. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I don't know how you would. I mean, I just I can't put myself in the in the in their shoes or. Or, you know, just observing the whole situation because my mind is still reeling from the aftermath of all of that. 
uh, it's it's just been one crazy week, you know. Um, I just and I'd like to take this moment and say, you know, my thoughts and prayers out to Mr. Floyd and his family. Um, I, 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 the Fed, the F, from what I understand, uh, 45 has called in the feds to investigate, to see what, what's going on, how, how it happened. You know, I've done so much research on it till I'm blue in the face. I, I don't know. The the odd thing that I did find about the guy, the, the police officer is, you know, within a couple of weeks, few weeks of or eh, maybe a couple of months of this happening you know uh, 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 his personal facebook page or profile gets uploaded and of course on his page it has you know it's all maga stuff right so it's not mm-hmm. been a couple of months old correct this police officer just out of the, out of the blue yep yeah yep Anyway. And also, also too, um, doing a little bit of research on the guy. Um, this is just what it says uh, that he had been involved in thirteen brutality cases. Thirteen. That's what they're saying. But then again, I don't know. You know, Amy Klobuchar, when she 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 could have she could have hung him a long time ago. The Democrat. She's now a Democrat senator in Minnesota. When she was the district attorney or attorney right. general there, she had him by the balls, this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, dropped the ball? Yeah, I she mean, did. Uh, she, the case was, I mean, the case never got finished. Uh, she had gotten, she had ran for Senate and won it, and uh, the case was still going on. When she was elected. Well, man, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, ugh, it's a touchy situation. Uh, who, where where do you go? All right, so 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 fast forward. You know, of course, there are protests that break out across the you know which look we're america fully agree with them I, i'm I, I am fully in agreement with being heard uh in a peaceful way right um but what happens next is the thing that we've come to find out is the group antifa they love to uh, be a part of any chaos to, to to rouse it up even more. Correct. Correct. And, uh, and and that and look, what started off after the first day after he he was killed um, was was it was pretty peaceful. But you you had these people infiltrate these protests, and 
it's, of course, some of these videos are coming out. And man, it's, you know, one of the things I know you've talked about on social media is these perfectly placed bricks. And, um, you know, you, you catch these people on video talking about, uh, you can tell, man, they're anarchists. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they, they're, they're way past left of a left-leaning Democrat. You know, it's um, <laughs> here. Here's here's my take on this group, this group, and uh, they are completely misguided, not misguided. How to say it? It's it's the younger white millennials. I'm seeing more and more videos of them trying to light fires, throw bricks, and they're getting stopped. They're getting stopped by the protesters. You know, they're flying up in the center of it trying to tear up shit, and it's uh majority of it is young white boys. Um I don't know if this is a sport for them. If uh they cuz I can't pin pinpoint exactly what's going on because to me it's it's a mental disorder um there's no excuse for you to okay let's touch on what what has happened there's no excuse for you to set fire to the children's hospital in birmingham there's no excuse for you to uh destroy the College Hall of Fame, uh, loot and steal. Um, the it, it all started with the AutoZone and the Target. You know, of course, I jokingly said, well, Target, they're going to go in there and they're going to steal TVs, and that's one of the very first things they did. And when I say they... I'm not saying the protesters, the actual people that were rioting, that took in and, 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 and had – personally, the people that did this, I think that they used this whole thing as an excuse just to tear up crap. It had nothing to do about the situation. Of course, some of it did because there was actual people that were peacefully protesting. To get a point across, but the people that were violent and tearing down things, lighting fires, beating up, oh my gosh, beating up innocent people that are protecting their businesses that had nothing to do with the situation. They're getting pummeled. Um, they're in masks. Everybody conveniently has a mask now. Everybody has a mask. How convenient. How convenient is that? So now that they're masked, they can go in there and just tear up stuff. And it has gone uh, all across. It's, it's, it's basically in the Democratic hotspot city. That's what I've noticed. You know, if, if in California, in 
Nashville. People are like, oh, well, Nashville is a southern city. No, it's it's liberal. It's 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 very liberal. Um, D.C. You don't you don't see any of these these types of situations going down in in uh, country towns. You know, uh, it would be a cold day in hell before I saw uh, a riot go down in Shaw, Mississippi. <laughs> uh, that's just simply not going to happen. They're not going to tolerate that. It's gotten so extreme that there's no direction. That what we've lost the point um, of what's actually happening here. So we now we have to reset. And because of these riots and these people looting and vandaling and vandalizing, people are not going to move back to these cities. If they, if, if the people they've lost um, so much stuff, money, it, it's going to take time to rebuild. Why, why would you want to move back to? Why would you want to move to Minneapolis after it? After all of this happened, can who who would do that? It's going to take a lot of rebuilding. Uh, it's 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 a sad situation. It's really a sad situation. And what have we accomplished here? We haven't accomplished anything. Nothing. Nothing. We're in worse shape than we were didn't, during this COVID situation because these people across America couldn't go to work. And now, once they're finally able to go to work, their build their building burns down. Their business burns down. I mean. Do you, you see what I'm saying? You have had to deal with COVID now for what, three months? Two and a half months? And now you're just, you know, just open your doors back and you're having to deal with protecting your building to keep somebody from burning it down. It's nuts. It is nuts. Makes no here's, sense. A, here, here, here's what here's what I, I can't get, don't get, don't understand. There is a huge difference between protesting and rioting. You know, the, I've seen a lot of people reference these people to the the Boston Tea Party. No, dude, there's there's a lot of difference between these people and the Boston Tea Party. Absolutely, that's what I was just saying. There's a huge difference. These. <laughs> There's a huge difference. How how could you correlate? People people are now trying to justify. I have actually seen people justifying these riots. They're saying, "Oh, it's pinned up aggression." Um, I bet you won't be saying that if your business burns down to the ground. Is that pinned up aggression? No. Uh. Uh-uh. I'm whew, man. And then you have uh, these celebrities and encouraging this, like. This was a perfect opportunity for Colin Kaepernick to step up and silence his haters. He could have said, you know what, you guys, stop with the rioting and looting and vandalizing. Calm down. We can do this peacefully. But no, he didn't, he didn't do that. Instead, he sent out a tweet encouraging this violence. 
that blew my mind. It, it totally blew my mind. You know, then you've got Joe Biden, um, Justin Timberlake, or Joe Biden's staff. And I don't want to put say it's Joe Biden because that would be misinformation. But Justin Timberlake, uh, what's the guy in the office? I can't can't remember his name. You know, they're, they're sending bail money to GoFundMe accounts to to bail these people out. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're if tens you're bailing of, protesters of out, of good. But if you're you're bailing Antifa members out. You know, you know why everybody's freaking out about this whole Antifa Donald Trump naming him a terrorist? You better believe he's about to track down where where all of this money is coming from to fund a terrorist organization like theirs. And it's gonna be shocking to a lot of people where this money goes back to. First of all, I want to know why people are so upset because Trump is, you know, he can't officially label them as a terrorist organization. He's naming them that. I want to know why they're so upset and defending this Antifa group. I have yet to hear any type of logical explanation. You know, they'll be like, oh, well, you can label anybody Antifa and they'll go to jail now. Oh, well, you could say that about. Any terrorist organization, you know, I, I, I don't get why the the left is strung up and 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 you know on their high horse saying, "Hey, stop saying Antifa is a terrorist organization," because they're not. Why, why are they defending them? It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me. The whole thing doesn't. They're they're. They're just the opposite of what they say they're, you know, they're anti-fascist. Well, they're just the opposite of that. You know, anybody that does not, everybody should read a few excerpts from their their guideline book. It'll open your eyes to who they really are. Yeah. They, you know, what is something good that they have done? <laughs> What's something good that that organization has done? Oh, wait, my bad. It's not an organization. We don't want to piss off the radicals. Okay, so what is something good that that group has done? I can't think of anything. You know, they wear their little black outfits with their mask, and they have their little bats. You know, it's just trying to – first of all, you're not going to frighten me if you're out there playing Pokemon with a backpack on and you come up to me and holler at me, you get in my face, you're going to lay back down on your backpack. That's, that's <laughs> no, no millennial is going to frighten me with their little Minecraft looking ass. That's not happening. I think it would surprise a lot of people with the, the number of people that are involved in academia that support Antifa. Professor, I don't have the number. Uh, I, I think it would. I think it blow a lot of people away. These people are teaching your kids at college. They are. I mean, they they started actually, believe it or not, 
um, I saw some of it during my college years 20 years ago. I could see that, you know, that professors then were just so, they were whack jobs, you know, uh, it, it, turning, even then turning, you know, math classes into political courses. That's when I was in college. I can't imagine now. It has to be worse. Or has this been going on for forever? Has it? I mean, I, I don't know. That would be a good question I'd like to ask, you know, elders that were in school in the 60s or 70s. Hey, on a, speaking of that, I want to ask you something. Bring up a great point. Do you think, you know, the big the big word being tossed around right now is systemic racism, right? That's the big uh-huh. key, the uh, the talking point word of the Democrats and the media right now. Do you think it's the world we live in in 2020 is more racist than it was pre-1970? Well, I can tell you this for a fact. I didn't live. I wasn't around pre-70s. Well, you've heard your parents and your grandparents talk about it, though. They never did talk about it. And, And I lived in the Delta. It wasn't brought up. Just there was no reason to talk about it because everybody was happy. Um, you, you go, I was about to say, in, in, the, in the 80s and 90s when you and I were in school, it's a lot worse now than it was then. Uh, I don't know where the where Racism? It you, so you think racism is worse now than it was back then? I believe so. In, in my lifetime. I can't speak before obviously before I was born. I have no, I didn't live it. I'm just looking at the history books. I I, I think it was worse, man. I mean, you had people, you had, you had people trying to prevent others from voting or using different bathrooms, different water fountains, sitting in different parts of the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Historically, yes, it was way worse, way worse. There was separation from everything that I've studied in history, and yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I, it was way worse, way worse. And that was, you know, in the fifties and sixties. It's uh, it's just, we're man. And then today it's it's being brought up, still brought up. You know, I was thinking and about here's the reason. The, here's the reason I say that. Coming out of a gas station today, look, not saying this. Don't take it the wrong way. Hold the door. I hold the door for any lady. I don't care if they're black, brown, white, tan, yellow, blue, whatever they may be. But I was thinking to myself, this this middle aged black woman came in as I was holding the door. I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, if we are so racist now, 
I can tell you that she wouldn't even been allowed in the store in the fifties and sixties. Man, things have changed so much from the better for the better than what they used to be. And now, right. don't right. Well, there's going to be division until the end of time. It's always been this way. You can't change it. There's always going to be. Uh, I, but all I'm saying is, is I think it was more extreme back then than it is now. Man, kids go to school to, together. Uh, you, you work together. You, you just yeah. Just don't I mean, think it's yeah. as bad as back then. Yeah, I mean, you see. That's what I was saying. I mean, absolutely, it was worth. Your back to your original question. I mean, absolutely, and I'm not crawfishing. I was just comparing when I was in high school to now. But obviously, it was worse back then, before before I was born. But in comparison to the 80s and 90s to now, I would say it's worse now than it was in the 80s and 90s. Now it was way worse pre 70. Do you see what I'm saying? That's oh yeah. Just my my that's just my opinion. That's where I was getting it with the original question. I'll yeah, I completely this, agree I'll, with you. I'll never forget finding a letter. You know, during the '60s when all this was going on, they would have all these secret meetings to, you know, they were trying to keep schools segregated. Or what is the word? Not segregated means you're going to school together, but uh, um. Anyway, there was a a group of men that were trying to keep um, the public school system, the blacks going to one school and the whites going to another. And I'll never forget uh, they they would go around the community and put these flyers in mailboxes. I, well, I say I, I'll never forget, but. I wasn't alive then, but what I'm saying is I, I remember finding one of those in a box in the attic when I was going through some stuff, well, probably 20 years ago, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, I can't imagine, this is, and, and this was 20 years ago. This letter was, I think it was 1965. I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, did this world really exist? You know, the, these this group of men getting together to keep the, the uh, you know, try their best to try to keep the, the schools divided up. Ooh. Uh, and I, it shocked me. It, it just blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that that would be shocking. You know, um. Like I said, I didn't live it. Um, I, I I couldn't imagine. But but I do want to say this though. That this is this is in the same realm of what we're talking about. But I'm 100% convinced that you know if we're, we're touching on this, I, that racism is taught. You're not born a racist. Uh, it's taught. I firmly believe that. I I can't see how 
if you're then that's just me my brain can't wrap around it I, I can't see how you're born and you're automatically like oh i hate this person don't know them but i hate everything about them because of their skin color uh no that's i think it's taught i, I really do think there's there's separation there and somebody's teaching individuals this is what you like you know uh, this is what you don't like you know because i was taught at a young age that i was an old miss rebel i was taught to not like mississippi state <laughs> so that's what happened <laughs> you know and now i've gotten older and some of my best friends are are went to Mississippi State. And uh I don't have there is no hatred there. Uh it's just a fun sport, you know, jab at each other. And I'm the biggest sports fanatic in the fan. I mean in the world. Uh, that's kind of a crazy analogy, but that's one that I can tell you about. So I just think it's taught. That's my guess. You know, with with all that's been going on, the I, I I guess the only problem with the protest that I have, like I said, protest and rioting are two different things to me. So, the other side of uh, I will say when it comes to protesting, that I cannot stand. Look, if you want to schedule a protest and and let the police block off the the streets and you protest, go about it. That that that's good. You know, if we wanted to block off the streets and have a um, a sidewalk sale, we we would have to go get that approved at, at city hall. Because the city would exactly. set up a barricade to keep us safe. Exactly. This, this protesting in the middle of the damn highways, man. Interstate. You know, that, that whole deal, the, the people in Tulsa, getting in the middle of I-40, are you freaking kidding me? I guess it wasn't 40. What highway was that? I mean, it's irrelevant. I, I get, I get, I get your point, you know. But isn't isn't that isn't that against the law in certain places to stand out in the middle of the interstate like that? I, I know here in in Mississippi, if you stand out in the middle of fifty five or twenty and you refuse to move, they're going to take you to jail. Yeah, um, you're going straight to jail, and then then you're going to get. Mentally evaluated. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Why are you doing this? Are you suicidal? That's the first thing that I think when I see somebody standing in the middle by themselves. Now, if it's a group of people, they're to me they're just being assholes. They're not. They're they're not. They're protesting, but you're just you're creating havoc at that point. A protest on the side of the road. So the yeah. the one in Tulsa, this one's kind of near and dear to me because there's so many um, there's so many examples we could talk about. But let's talk about this one first. The one in Tulsa, the guy was uh, coming back from maybe a rodeo, a 
barrel race or whatever, but he had his horses in the back, trail ride. I don't know where he had been, but he had horses in a trailer. Passing through Tulsa, the road's blocked. You know, he's trying to get through because, you know, it's 100 degrees. You've got horses in a trailer. You're trying to get them home and, you know, before they die in a hot trailer. And the only way to do that is keep a trailer moving. Correct. So you get stopped by protesters. You know, it, from what I understand, but is because of people that are friends with him that in, are in groups. You know, he asked him, please move. Let me get my horses by. Understand what you're doing, what you're protesting. Let me get by. Oh, no. So protesters stand in front of him. I mean, they, they like, they're like hood ornaments. He calls the police. He's telling uh, I don't know if the police actually, they, they said, look, whenever you get through, we're at a certain uh, place, come to this place, a certain spot. Well, you know what? He ended up, as they started to beat on his truck, oh. I probably would have done the same thing. Knowing this guy probably has, has kids, his wife in the truck with him, probably his kids. Um, because I'm thinking the same thing. I go out there once a month, uh, either taking animals or bringing animals back. And I have my family with me and it's crossed my mind because it's happened in Memphis before a couple hours after I came through and crossed the river bridge, they were blocking the bridge and 105 degrees, man, I barely made it through. What would have I done if I'd have been sitting on a bridge, 105 with animals in the back with no air, they'd have died. Yeah. Um, so he drives through it. He runs over one of the, one of the people that, that will not get out of the way of front of his truck. At this point, you know, thank goodness in Mississippi, the castle doctrine extends to your vehicle because you're protected when your life is threatened because I don't, you know, they, they, these people threw, uh, one of the Molly cocktails on the, uh, through the, they burnt the horse that was in the trailer. <laughs> They're beating on the windows. Off. And if they would have got, I mean, if they would have gotten in that truck, it, they would have, they would have drug him out and tried to kill him. You know, I mean, they would have beat the hell out of him. Where is Peter? The truck. Where is PETA? Why are they not getting pissed at these rioters for killing a horse? But go ahead. It, it, it absolutely amazes me, though, the the people. It's not a. It's not a. You're doing the cause no favors about bringing supposedly two sides together to hear each other out with with the rioting, with the blocking of highways. You're not doing the cause any favors at all. No. I'll let you go not. ahead. I mean, because there's so many other examples of human yeah, life let, being affected by this looting and craziness. Here is, you gave your example what you would have done, I'm going to give my example of what I would have done and what I still might do. 
and I hope it never gets to that point. But there was a FedEx driver. He was driving a rig. I know you saw it. And he was stopped. They were they were no longer protesting at that point. It was uh, clearly Antifa involved in rioters. And they start beating on, trying to get inside of the 18-wheeler. They start beating on the uh, vehicle, trying to get in there. At what point are you trying to prove? When you, Are you going to open the door and just calmly say, hey, man, we don't agree with what's going on today. We're, we're just here to, to tell you how we feel. No, they're going in there. They're probably going to kill him. So the FedEx driver takes off. He's like, no, it, it's I'm not going to die today. He takes off. A rioter gets caught underneath the wheel, and the guy cannot see that he's dragging this guy for about a mile, quarter mile, about a mile. I don't, I don't really know the, the distance. It's irrelevant. But the point is, I would have done the same thing. No way in hell am I going to sit there and see what happens next. You've got me messed up. And I'm not talking about you. I'm saying you've got me messed up, figure of speech. You've got me messed up if you think that I'm going to stand there in one spot and see what happens next. If they're beating on my glass here in Mississippi, putting me in danger, that's an extension of my home, Castle Doctrine Law. Um, I probably will not run over them. I will have a CZP07 in my vehicle, a 9mm. They, it, it will stop. Nobody is coming in to kill me in my vehicle. Um, and I, I, I'm not the only one that thinks this way. Um, it, no, it's not premeditated, but I have to protect myself. Um, the FedEx driver had to do the same thing. So he took off and drug this guy down the street, and I, I, I'm pretty sure he died, and he did not know. And at the end of the video, the officers are standing around shining a flashlight on this guy who's up underneath the tire of the trailer. You couldn't see him. So I guess he came to a stoplight, and that's when they noticed there was a human being down there. I guess his shirt got caught or something. I don't know. But that's what I would have done, just like with the horses I would have taken off. If I'm pinned in and I'm trapped and I can't go anywhere, and they're coming inside my vehicle, then I'm going, to be, I'm going to have to be forced at that point to pull out my weapon as a last resort. Um, that's the reason we have the Second Amendment. And, I'm, and it's a <laughs> – that's the reason we have it, buddy. It's no, right I mean, the, the reason I'm like – look, they have killed any gun argument for the next at least uh, five to ten years. Oh, AR-15 arguments? That's throw that shit out the window. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's over. That that's over. That's squashed. You 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 you. Oh man, I, I see sales about to go up. <laughs> um, you've you've killed that argument. You've absolutely killed it. You know, an interesting fact, 
side note. I'm stepping away from that for a second. I was looking. You know, in Mississippi, on average, how many guns do you think is an average per household in Mississippi? Guns. Uh, Take a wild guess. You are exactly right. Holy shit. Did you research this? You are exactly right. You are spot on, man. Uh, per household in the state of Mississippi with a 2019 consensus or 2018, I can't remember. Last I read, it was eight. Eight guns per household. And a car is an extension of your home, so one of those, or probably two, is in that vehicle. Um, yeah. So back to what I was saying, I really cannot foresee any type of crazy situation like that happening here in in Mississippi. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think so now because of the immediate changes that has happened to prevent that from happening. And for the most part, I got to give it to Mississippi. Um, my hat's off to you protesters out there that you actually did it pleasantly, quietly. Um, there was no craziness going on you you actually made mississippi look you know you made us proud when you did your protest there's uh you were very calm about it uh there was no aggression of all places mississippi we made everybody look good no burnings no lootings no vandalism i mean isn't that wild i think it's i think it's amazing Right here. You know, you know the one thing that I hope really and truly comes from this. Oh, I'm fixing to throw the biggest tagline, media tagline, uh, ever on you. The most overused media tagline. I really and truly, <laughs> that is a nationally televised event. I really and truly hope that there is an honest conversation about racial division in this country. Because I think that we're going to come to find out there is not a racial division in this country. There is a cultural division in this country. You are spot on, my man. You are spot on. You couldn't have said it any better. Here's, I would love to see, see two Two people that possess not only just intellect, but common sense, that stand on both sides of this and have an honest conversation about it. Because I, I, I really and truly, I really think, yes, look, there are some there are some Black Panthers that hate white people. There are some far-right, past, outdated KKK people that hate black people. Yes. I would say that they represent 1% of the total population of each race. Less than one. It's less than, I would agree, less than one. Less than one, easily. Less than 1%. But I think, you know, everybody wants to say that the skin color is what separates us. I don't believe that. I really believe that it's cultural differences. And I had this conversation my wife and I had a long, long drive on Sunday 
And we had this conversation, and I said, just just say this. No matter if, it, if it, this person is white or black, okay? Let's just mm-hmm. go over a few of them. And I may go back and edit this because it may be too extreme and maybe take it off the air for even saying it. But let's just say this. You're in a grocery store. You're in a grocery store, okay? And you come up on a person, whether they're white or black, they are cussing their kid, you know, they because the kid the kid may have walked down the aisle and picked up a pack of cookies that they wanted. And let's just say this this mother, supposed mother, is 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 cussing this kid for being in the you know, and you walk up. Now, if that person is white or black, I don't want me or my kids to be exposed to that. I'm going to shift and go to the other aisle. It's not because you're black or it's not because you're a trashy white. It's because I don't want my kids to hear what you have to say to your kid. Doctor, I agree. You don't have to edit that. I completely agree. Um, that doesn't matter. I, I see it in Walmart every day by every race. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, do you, do you, Sundays is when it goes down. Y'all, y'all like UFC? Go to Walmart in Ridgeland, Mississippi on a Sunday. You're going to see an ass beat. They will pull down that kid's pants, bare ass and all, and you will see it go down. Uh, <laughs> I agree. It has nothing right. to do with with any race at all. It's just it's cultural. All right. Yes. Mayflower Restaurant in Jackson is one of my favorite places to eat. Okay. A lot of the uh, the help, which was a very famous movie shot in the South. I, I like that movie because it was shot in Greenwood, a lot of it. But anyway, they shot a lot of it at the Mayflower in Jackson. I love to eat there when I'm in Jackson. But yes. when you walk out of there, it's a, it's a tough neighborhood. Um, to, to, to the back of it, uh, if you go down in downtown, it's really not yeah. as dangerous. Yeah, I'm really not. I'm not, not. Oh, I'm not saying it's dangerous. I'm just saying some of the things that your kids will be exposed to as you walk out of there. It may be a low ride car with, you know, this could be white or black. I don't care. But every, you know, rap music, every other word, mf for this, GD, kill all the cops, blah blah blah. Now, am I a racist? You, because you're... I don't. I don't want. My kids, at a young age, to be exposed to that. No, no, that is a cultural difference. No, you you uh, you just simply don't. I mean, I I don't have children, but if I did, um, no, I would not be exposed to that, and it has nothing to do with race. It's it's simply I don't want it. First of all, I don't like the damn music. Secondly, I don't want them it, it to like the music. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me, but, I, you know, the, I think, like I said, and I could keep going on and on and on, but all of those reactions could be taken by some nut on the left as me being racist. No. They're 
it's cultural differences in how I want my kids raised that... Aha! Aha, you bring up a point. You just nailed it, Rocky. You bring up a point. That is the common thing nowadays. You just said it. When, you, when somebody, I have noticed from the radical left, when they do not agree with you, you are automatically called a racist. Oh, you're racist. It doesn't matter if you say, hey, I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I don't like, let's just say Dak Prescott. Oh, you're racist. You're white. No. I just, I'm just using that as an example. You know, I've seen it. The, the race car gets thrown around too much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's so, it's so crazy to me because I'm not against anything. You go be you. I don't care. I don't give a damn what you do. Just don't bring it up in my face. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm you know, the same way. I really don't. I, I, I guess I'm very protective of what I want my kids to see and hear. Well, naturally, that's that's called raising your children. You are allowed to raise your children however you deem necessary. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason we have ratings on movies. You know, you can take your kids to a G. I don't want mine living in a rated R world until they're ready to handle it. Correct. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything, you know. You're not you're not going to give your child at age six a Miller Lite, right? Well, I mean, I I had one, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go there. <laughs> oh man, but uh, but like yeah. I, like I said, yeah, if you. If you don't believe or you speak the opposite, you, you're 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 definitely racist. Oh yeah, and you know, so, I mean, do you think you're gonna? You know, I'll give you a great example. You know, the guy that's a professor up here at Ole Miss. As crazy as this sounds, he and I have actually spoke to each other um, once or twice. I had my camo on. I just got back from a hunting trip. Um, his daughter daughter played on a basketball team opposite of mine, my my kids. But he's a liberal professor that said, you know, if you see somebody out in public that that is politically opposite of you or is a Republican uh, representative or, um, you know, stick your finger, stick your hand in their food. Do you remember that? Do you remember that I do happened? remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Do you think you're going to change anybody's mind or anybody's way of thinking? You walking up and putting your hand in their food? We've got so out of out of touch with reality when it comes to uh, showing people another side of things. Right. Because if you come up to me and you stick your hand, anybody, in my food, you're going to lose your finger. Uh, I love my food. <laughs> you can't, can't do that. You know, it's uh, like Kenneth Stokes here in Jackson, Mississippi. 
he was encouraging people to throw bricks and bottles at the police. Hmm. Now, why on, why on earth would you do that? Isn't he on the this, council there? He used to be the he, mayor, but isn't he on, isn't he on no, the council No, no, he, 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 he was the city council. Um, this was months ago. Last year, he did that. Um, encouraging people to throw bricks and bottles at the policemen. Why? Why would you do that? There's no reason for you to do that. You're enticing you're enticing violence at that point. You know, that that that's the reason I brought that up because you were talking about the professor sticking the finger, you know, the hands in the food and all that stuff. I was giving in a comparison. You know, and once again, that is a radical left encouraging that kind of craziness. You know, I'm I'm certainly not going to if I disagree with somebody say, "Hey, walk over there and stick your foot in his mashed potatoes." That is insane. <laughs> I I wouldn't even do that if I'm drunk as hell. You know, I and I've done some dumb stuff. There's no way that I would no, don't mess <laughs> no. Funny. Funny that is. Kind of ridiculous. You know, it's kind of like out here at, the, at our farm. You know, there's there's a meth lab, a meth place. Wait a minute. <laughs> down down the a street. Meth from our a meth farm. lab on. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you have a meth lab on your farm. What the hell? No, 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 no. no down go, down go the street, <laughs> down the street in the trailer house. It's, it's burnt down one <laughs> already. You know, they and they moved oh. another trailer back in. But these. The, I don't. I don't want my kids around that. I don't want to be around it. You know. Anyway, I don't let. Let's let's touch on that. How close is this meth lab to your property? No, oh, it's half mile. Mile. There's got to be a way to shut that down. You know that, that's, that there's got to be a way. It's endangering. First of all, they explode, from what I understand, and. Uh, it could endanger your livelihood, your property, your children. There's got to be a way to shut that down. Let me think on that. I'll I'll figure that out. We'll we'll talk about it all. See, all you know, and it, actually, you know, by saying what I said earlier, I actually sound like that. I'm, um, I, I I'm really like you, Wes. As long as you, what you're doing does not affect me or my family. I don't care. You can you can walk down the street naked if you want to. I, I don't care. I am really the older I get, the more libertarian I become. Well, the thing if you start caring about what everybody's doing, it's going to drive you nuts. I just don't care. And first of all, my family did not raise me to break this down to such an extent. You know, I just don't leave me alone. Don't bother me. I don't care what you do. Just let me be. That's that's and 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 it, and things go so smoothly until you force it in my face. And you use the word phobe for anything. I'm nothing I, I'm not against anything that, that you're that you're doing. Just leave me alone. You know, uh, when Bruce Jenner, 
But but okay. like I said, if you try to avoid it, you you become a phobe. <sighs> that I I don't see it that way. But that that's that's what you're that's what you're labeled as. You know, um it's we're just it's that's another rabbit hole. Oh um, man, I that's one I don't want to go down. Let's let's not do it. Yeah, but I just rather not actually. <laughs> rather not. I've enjoyed it, Wes. Good to be back with you. Absolutely, like man. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of great things with the right leadership that could come out of all this, and the right people. I, I agree. I agree. Totally. But, I 100% agree, and we need to start by getting back sports. Get a normalcy back, some type. It's coming. It's coming, man. Coming. You know, the one of the young girls that, that works here at the clinic, she is a softball player here at Ole Miss, and she had to report today for COVID testing for their official reporting next week. So it's coming real fast. That's what we need to spend some time on next week because the, the information that I'm getting with the uh, transfer deal up here at Ole Miss. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit next week. But I've enjoyed it, Wes. I've really Absolutely, had a good time. man. It's more serious podcast than it was than we've ever had so far. Well, I mean, it, we we had to touch we had to touch on it. Serious um, it's, times, it's, though. It's serious times, and then uh, it's not something that I wanted to touch on, uh, but we had to, and. Uh, we're not the only ones that's doing this. Uh, other podcasts, other people, or people on radio have had to change the dynamics of what they do during this time. So that's where we're at. But next week, uh, let's try to, like you said, we, let's touch on this, see what's going on with sports and the rest of the world. All right, brother. Well, we will talk again next week. We thank you again for being here. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast powered by DuckTouse.com.